All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. This beer, everyone, we're drinking is actually brewed with pig parts, where they put the beers and the pig head, the pig bones, every part of the pig they brew with the beer for some reason. To, for, I guess that would make it taste okay. good. Yeah. What part of the what part of the pig? I'm drinking. I believe it's this called is, the anus. I have that. the anus yeah. part right now. Hi everybody! Welcome to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott. Thank you. Thank you for coming. <laughs> you want to try a different one? No, that was good. Let's keep it. That was a good intro. I'm uh, I'm making drinks for John during this podcast. He's a little tired today, so we've got a bunch of different porters and stouts from local breweries in Traverse City, and we're going to hand them to John, and John's going to give us a review of what he thinks. Give me that. So Traverse City is where I call my home now. It's in northern Michigan, just south of the the Mackinac Bridge, if anybody cares. Probably not. All right, we're having a pig porter first. I'm not a big porter fan, but we'll, we'll give it a go. So anyways, yeah, I hope everyone's doing well. We had a good week here. It was um, an interesting week. A lot happened. I got my first book in a long time my wife gave me. It was actually a Christmas present, but I didn't really dig into it for the first few weeks just because we've been busy. But it was good. It's called The Chicken Runs at Midnight. And I was like, what is this book about? I had no idea. I'm going to Google it. Yeah, I dug into it, and I really, really, really liked it. I read it in like two and a half days, and it was like I could not put it down. It was so good, good story. Basically, it's about this baseball player. Spoiler alert, I'm going to pretty much just go through the whole book right now. Oh, no. In a quick amount of time. Do it. Baseball player, um, super, you know, into his faith, into his, you know, going to church every day when he was a kid. Father was abusive. Mom kind of held down the fort. Um, Dad, you know, one of those guys like, you're playing baseball, this and that, really rolled him hard. So he wanted to be a pro baseball player, got a scholarship to go play college. So it's not about a real chicken. No, but it's, it's. I almost shed a couple of tears when I'm I found out where the chicken comes the, in. Okay. It's like pretty right. cool. There is so, a chicken. Just wait. Okay. So he goes to college, realizes... You know, then goes plays pro, but he had a really kind of cocky, not a cocky attitude, but an attitude where he thought he knew better than most people and he kind of got cynical and talked some smack to his manager and stuff. Then he quit baseball, became a manager, started managing baseball, started like the wheels fell off a little bit, started drinking, going to strip clubs, you know, cheating on his family, um, like just doing really terrible things, banging like girls, like just really, really bad stuff. So his life fell apart, divorced his wife, um, still just his life's a mess. And all of a sudden he 
realizes his daughter has brain cancer. It's going to get really sad. I'm sorry. Damn, John. I know. I'm sorry. It was just such a good book. It was such a good book. His daughter has brain cancer, and then he kind of reevaluates his life. But he still is, like, focused on baseball only. His daughter dies. But before she dies, she went and visits him. And he was the third base coach for, um, gosh, who was it? The Texas Rangers. They were in the playoffs. And after one of the playoff games, she was riding behind him in a car, and she grabs him. And she's like, oh, I had such a great night. And she didn't know what to say. And so she said, the chicken runs at midnight. And everybody in the car was like, why would she say that? They hadn't been talking about chickens. They hadn't been talking about anything. What is going on? I don't get it. Yeah. And so they just kind of left it. That became their mantra because she was going through her, you know, chemo and radiation. And Mm -hmm. so whenever they would, like, say something, hey, well, you know, good luck. Chicken runs at midnight. Or I'll see you later. Chicken runs at midnight. Or, hey, how's it going? Chicken runs at midnight. They would just kept that was their mantra for her you know, to go through her battle. So anyways, fast forward three, four months. She sadly passes away. He is on the Miami Marlins, I think they're called at that point, the Florida Marlins, whatever they're called. He is their third base coach, which was his dream job. They get a player who has this baseball swing where he has the bat up and he keeps his arms out. And he, before the pitch, he moves his arms up and down and it looks like a chicken. So the whole team nicknames him the chicken. And so, okay, they go through the playoffs. They make it to the World Series. It's game seven. This guy makes it to third base where the guy's the coach. Mm -hmm. They're in extra innings, two outs. He's on third. And somebody on his team is out the bat, obviously. He gets a hit, and the coach is like, run, run, run. And so the chicken runs home and scores the game-winning run. His sons rush to field because they were old enough. They were the bat boys. And his son grabs his dad, and he goes, Dad, look at what time it is. Oh, and wow. it was midnight. Whoa. And this is where I like saw, God, I got super emotional. I'm like, are you kidding me? He's like, so the chicken runs at midnight. And his daughter yeah. told it to him like four or five months before. Yeah. And that had been their like phrase. And all of a sudden, like his dream crazy? was to win the World Series, That's be a third crazy. base coach. And the chicken ran home at midnight. And Damn I was like, God. holy moly. This is like crazy how, you know, not uh, I, I believe in God. I go to church every Sunday. It's part of my life. But lot, not a lot of people believe in God. I get it. You know, you're each entitled to your own opinion but explain that you know what i mean it's like explain that it's so crazy and it's a great book i I recommend it rich donnelly chicken runs midnight wizards number one the washington wizards no like actual wizards sorcerers don't exist we would call them heretics (laughs) because they're completely loco yeah harry potter number two yeah don't even get me started on harry potter I can I can keep going. You can keep going. So could I. How's that beer, by the way? I haven't even tasted it. Which one is it? The pig. What is it? A pig porter. Pig porter. I'm more of an IPA, lager kind of guy. So. I don't know why you'd name your beer after animals. Not a very um, appealing. Mangalitsa pig porter. I think the mangalita is a type of. What is that? Type of pig, I believe. Is that real? Is that the right thing to Mangali- say? Mangalitsa. I think that is a Spanish. Well, they don't call them pigs. It's like a Spanish boar that Ooh. mainly lives in the rural Are you really, forests we, of Spain. Do you know this? You know, listen. We just I have different talents <laughs> that you don't know about. I didn't know that pig... I don't even know what the word is. Cells? Family hierarchy? So, oh, my God. It really, we have a picture in office of a real pig. The producer shows us a pig. So this pig... Hungarian bread of domestic pig. That's what I said. Hungary. Yeah. It's basically... Yeah. It's right beside Spain. They're next door. Yeah. 
So this beer, everyone, we're drinking is actually brewed with pig parts where they put the beers and the pig head, the pig bones, every part of the pig they brew with the beer for some reason. To, Interesting. For, I guess that would make it taste good. Yeah. What part of the what part of the pig? I'm drinking, I believe it's this called is, the anus. I have the, the anus yeah, part right now. This is the vagina. Because I, I don't like this part of the beer right now. <laughs> and so. This one's, okay. It says extracts are for sissies. So apparently I'm a sissy because I enjoy extracts. Well, this, let's do another one because this one's not good. I poured myself a healthy glass. But anyways, let's talk about what's happening. What's going on in the NHL this week? All-Star oh, game. All-Star game. So they released um, who's going to make the All-Star game. Did you have favorites, first off? Were you like, that guy, he should be in, but that um, guy, sure as shit. There was a few omissions that were like, okay, but I, I like how they put a bunch of guys from the Sharks in just because it's going to be in San Jose. It was nice. They put Bernsey Pavs and um, Eric Carlson in. Yeah. I, I think they messed up. They put a, should have put Joe Thornton in. Mm-hmm. Possibly is his last year in the league. He's played for almost 20 years. you got to go out on top. They did it with me when they put Yager in. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a farewell Yager All-Star game. And it would have been nice if Jumbo could have got the same treatment. And hopefully they still can put him in, but I don't I don't know if it's going to happen. Four people? They did it. But it is. They've done it, it before. When I was in Nashville, they had four people from Nashville on the team. And they could have four from San Jose. So there's a precedent. So they did that, which was exciting. Another thing that is happening is guys are dropping out. They don't want to play for different reasons. The main reason is Ovechkin is the big one. He... You know, won the cup last year. He's played in how many All Star games? So he's played a bunch of hockey in the last ten years, and he just wants a break. Like when I played the All Star game, I looked at it at the start of the year. I said, "Okay, let's start planning where we are going to go. Like, let's you know, go. We're going on vacation." Mm-hmm. And so you, most of the guys they get away for three, four days. They like when I was on the West Coast, we'd go to Hawaii. When I was on the East Coast, we'd go somewhere warm or go home. You know, and you would just have that time just to relax. And Ovi's never had that. So he told the NHL, listen, I don't want to play. And this is where I have an issue with the NHL is because they they suspended him for one game. And I don't care for that because he's done so much for this league. Like, I don't feel like it should be mandatory to go to this exhibition game. It should be, yes, it's an honor to get voted in. It's a, it's a fun event. But if you play at five, six, seven, eight years in a row like he has... I feel like he should have the right to say, you know what, my body's a little sore. I could use three, four days off. I yeah. could use a little R&R to, to rest up for the playoffs. We're going to be deep in the playoffs again this year. He shouldn't have to sit out one game and be fined. You know, they lose money if they get suspended. Yeah. I, I just think it's BS that he and now Carey Price has opted out too. And for the NHL to put pressure on guys to do that is just ridiculous. I think it's hypocritical, especially coming from me, because they were doing everything in their power so I wouldn't go to the game. They were offering me money. They were offering me vacations. They were doing everything so I wouldn't play in it. And it's like, okay, I understand I was a different situation, but if it's if it's so, if it's the integrity's there and you make sure everyone who gets voted in has to go to the game, but you were really like doing everything above and beyond that I couldn't go, getting me yeah. traded, getting me sent down, offering me all kinds of cash and prizes to not play – then one guy, two guys don't want to play because it's a legit reason. Then you're like, oh, you know what? Sorry, you got to go. Oh, you you don't want to go? Guess what? We're going to suspend you, and it's going to cost you probably forty, fifty grand. Oh yeah. 
And it's it's just really hypocritical of the league. I, I don't care for it. I think the players should be able to say, you know what, yes, no. There's enough players to get in there. The fans won't really notice. Yes, they want to see Ovechkin, but he's been there ten times before. Let the kid have a break. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's absolutely. just... And then, especially with what happened to me, I, I just... It's just another stupid thing the league does, and I don't get it. Just be cool, man. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't get it. You think they're going to go on vacation? What, what, is, what do you think Ovechkin's going to do instead? Or do you think he's going to go? Oh, he's, he's not going. He's just not going. Ovi's one of the few players... He's not going to be convinced. ...who will just kind of, like, he... He knows his power in the league. He knows he's a very influential... Like, he, he knows he kind of can do whatever he wants. So he won't go. He'll be suspended. That's fine. I, be, I guarantee his team will still pay him for it. They have no shortage of all-stars on that team. Right? It's yeah. like, okay, like, Ovechkin doesn't go. You send Backstrom. You know what I mean? It's like a whatever. It's yeah. a 1A1 kind of deal. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Ovi will probably just relax. Like, they went to the cup final last year. They won it all. He's played a lot of hockey. Mm-hmm. In the last year, and he needs a break. He plays a very physical style of game. He just dumped Chara over the boards this week, which was <laughs> awesome. And so it's just, uh, yeah, the league sucks sometimes. The league sucks. It just, they're just, they, I, I don't, I, they don't. Did you see, see the that Reeves fight this week? I saw it on all the hockey, uh, yeah, groups on Facebook sharing the fights nowadays. I'm, I'm a historian when it comes to fighting. Like a What's good, your favorite? What's the best one? One of my pastimes is going back on YouTube and just watching old fights. Watching your fights. old fights? No, not mine. No, no, no. <laughs> old fights from like the 70s, 80s, 90s, 60s. You know, those. I love watching those fights. And I got into this. I was watching this one guy for like hours. Baduque. Jim Baduque. He was like a minor league guy. I watched his fights for probably 45 minutes the other day. And it was just great. Like the guy just like no care for his own health. Just like throwing bombs left and right. And the other guy was eating bombs with stick. Like, it was just great fighting. Just taking hits. Reeves, he fought. Oh, who did he fight? I don't even. I don't even. Oh, McQuaid from the Rangers. Yeah. Who's a gamer, but he's not super tough. Um, and it was just a lot of hit in the air. You know what I mean? Hitting shoulder pads. Guys are so worried about getting hit nowadays. No one connects. And Reeves, he's like a George LaRock. Not because they're both black, but because they were both so powerful that when they punch. Everyone just falls down. And it's not fun to watch. He rarely connects. If you watch one of Reeves' fights, I'd say he connects on one out of every 50 punches. Big deal. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, it's it's not fun to watch. My fights, I was more on quality, not quantity. If I, like, I didn't throw many punches, but when I did, I tried to hit you in the face. I didn't want to throw my shoulder out or, you know, I, I would try to connect with flesh. That's the name of the game, right? You're not trying to just do it for show, I thought. So he's a lot of show, not a lot of go. Great guy, super tough, super strong, but never connects. Yeah. Let's go and watch. Another... I challenge you to watch his fights. What's send me name? send me five clips this year of him actually connecting with skin and I'll be oh, impressed. Really? Yes. Alright. Let's do it. He just hits a shoulder pad and everybody falls down. He'll swing over the guy and the guy falls down. He's a super tough guy. He's probably the toughest guy in the league, but he never connects with the face. You should get him on your ever. podcast. Yeah, I sure. Yeah, what are you drinking? Are you, you got Still the one? the pig carcass. Well, finish it. Let's yeah. get another one. I the, filled the up the my cup too much. Butt. Oh no! <laughs> it's like college. Just take it down. It's so bad. Yeah, this is another one. What's that one that you really liked the other day? 
The face. It's so this bad. One, tell me about this one. So we tasted these beers earlier. We just had a fun little game where we tasted six or seven beers. Oh, I just did a big, big chug of the pig porter. <laughs> so that comes from Right Brain Brewery in town, and I've never liked their beers. They're not going to be my sponsor. They're not, not now. <laughs> this one comes from sure. Griffin Claw. Where is Griffin Stupid Claw? name. Stupid name. You could come up with a better name. And really the beer is called You Figure It Out. A stupid name for a stupid beer. And I tried it earlier. It's called the Coconut Vanilla Milk Stout. And I don't even want to drink it again because it's so bad. It tastes like a candy bar. It tastes like suntan oil in a can. It really does. Like with, mixed with Malibu. Malibu. But anyways... I'm not tasting it. No, it's well. You have a half a cup. Okay. Then I'll get you another one. That's how it works. <laughs> um. Okay. So what else has gone on this week? Anything new? And the kids have ski lessons tonight. That's exciting. I can't drink this beer. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm excited for where our, the league's headed. It's kind of the home stretch. Mm-hmm. Different teams are establishing themselves. The key is to be in a playoff position by the All Star game. If you were in a playoff position by the All-Star game, the chances of you making the playoffs are like 80%. What do you consider a playoff position? The top eight teams. It's just yeah. outside of, even teams just outside, maybe on the cusp. No. So that's why it's tough doing a podcast with John because he doesn't know anything about that's, hockey. I make it interesting. So the top eight teams make it to the playoffs. And if you're in those top eight teams, I think 80% of the time you but make you it to the playoffs. But you don't think that the teams just outside – can work their ass off the rest of the season. They can, but the way math works is <laughs> when there's a statistic and they take, you know, the last 100 years and they say, okay, these eight teams were in at the All-Star break. Let's see where they're at at the, the playoffs. 80% of the time, those teams make it in the playoffs. So there will be some two or three jockings because like, there's 16 teams, so 80% of 16 is what? That's eight, probably so. 13 of the 16 teams will make it in, but there'll be three that'll switch spots, most likely. And it's, yeah. So it's a race to the All-Star game, basically. (laughs) 